And everybody said, I will not be shaken. Well, that's appropriate for this year. I want to take a, a, a minute here, and I want to show you something. And I'm going to have this. I wish everybody had a copy of this, but it will always be on the in the foyer there on the counter. It says, Dearest Mike, Kathleen, and Harvest Church, how can we ever thank you for your faithful and generous support over all these years? We pray this book will give you a glimpse of the impact you've had in the lives of so many people. Thank you for believing in us, standing with us, and our vision God has given us so many years ago. It says, Merry Christmas to all you and the people of Harvest Church. God bless you. We love you, Jeff and Karen Rogers. This is a book they put together. And it's it's just it shows where how far they've come. We've supported Jeff and Karen, I don't know how many years. I miss having him here. One of the sweetest men of God you'll ever meet. And uh, hopefully one of these, you know, before long he'll be back and we'll have him come. I did tell him this. It is it's difficult for them. He doesn't do it like Mike Keys. You know, Mike, he's an, he's an itinerant minister. He travels all over, you know, and then he goes through the summer. But Jeff Rogers is permanently pretty much over there. And I told him, I said, Jeff, you don't have to be in our church to receive our support. And uh, we have sent them, and I think we average how much a month do we send them? $400 a month. And uh they are just having such an impact. So go put this, would you, Nate, please, and lay it on the counter. And then, you know, it'll be always out there. And then when you come in, if you want to go through it, you can see what your support has done. Also now, if you haven't uh, filled out the background check, please do it. It was due today. I think we have 25 people plus that, that are going to do this. And a lot of the people that will be coming already have a caregiver that has gone through that. And uh, the reason you have to do that, you just need to protect yourself. If you're not comfortable in doing this, you don't have to do it. Amen? There's plenty of other things to do, but, you know, this is a big deal. This is a big event for the year. And whether you realize it or not, the seed that we sow for this event will determine this church's future. Why? Because you reap what you sow. You sow into your community, you're going to reap back. And you're going to be, there's going to be a continual flow. And so I, I'm telling you, this is an important event. And, uh, you know, sometimes you, any of my wife even said, you know, you probably shouldn't have put in you needed 100% commitment. I've always set my goals high. <laughs> And uh, I just believe everybody's going to want to do something. That's just your pastor. And I'm not going to apologize for that. But please, if you can do something, if you, if you can do this, fill it out, and uh, th- then we'll go from there. Amen? Um, the other thing is, uh, Julie had mentioned this. I didn't realize this, but this Tim Tebow thing is in People magazine. This night to shine, and they list every church, evidently, that's involved with this as as far as what we've heard. This is going to go on throughout the whole nation on February 12th. That is a wonderful thing, a seed to sow for America right now. 
Amen. Then the last thing, if, as you turn to Isaiah 43, Mike Keyes was here, and he wrote a book. Did you know his new book? How many got his new book, Advancing Under Fire? I'm reading that book, and really, here again, I wished everybody would read the book. It just fits this year to a T. I've read what I have read has, has just reinforced in me a mindset of what it's going to take to not only survive in these last days, but to thrive and press into the things of God and advance the kingdom of God. So if you have that book, please read that book. Now, you'll be doing a February home fellowship. I changed my mind because the other night I was asking some people on Wednesday night service about my messages, and I want to reinforce what God is doing here at Harvest Church this year. I think he's doing a, a new thing. Okay. And he's pouring out a fresh anointing. I believe that, and he wants to expand our sphere of influence. And so uh, I've got questions already typed up in the answer sheet, and so that will be your February. So that way you'll learn everything and reinforce and review everything that I've given you. Amen? Isaiah 43 and verse 18. Isaiah 43 and verse 18 says, Do not remember the former things. Nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a what? What kind of thing? A new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will not be shaken. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter the fact that there it seems like there is a wilderness and things are drying up, God's still God. He's still on the throne. And God is promising to do a new thing in your life, in your heart, and especially at Harvest Church. But we have a responsibility. What is our responsibility as a believer? If we want to embrace and walk in the new things of God, then we have to develop a new kind of a mindset. We're going to have to change the way we think. You're going to have to think different. You're going to, have to think differently about yourself. Quit putting yourself down, and you're going to have to think about your God and what God has called you to do and how God thinks towards you. The thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord of hosts, are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future, a hope, and expected end. That's what God's thoughts are towards us. So we're going to have to make sure we think right towards God, towards ourselves, and towards others. And then we're also going to have to develop, and I'm, I'm going to skip some of this for the sake of time, but this is the next thing you and I are going to have to, to do. And I want you to look at Isaiah. You're in Isaiah. Look at Isaiah chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1. Everyone say, a new heart's attitude. And it tells us in verse 18 of chapter 1 of Isaiah, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they're red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Look at verse 19. If you are what? Willing 
and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. We never read verse 20. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. So there are some characteristics that you and I are going to have to display this year as far as our heart's attitude is concerned. And that's number one. It, we, I just read it in verse 18 can it, because God says, God the Father says, come now and let us reason together. In other words, God is saying to you and I as believers at Harvest Church, let's talk about your sin. Let's deal with your sin. And we're in the new covenant. Jesus' precious blood has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Our sins have been dealt with. And see, the devil is so, he's a master at coming and reminding you of your past sins. But you're going to have to realize this year, and this comes in with a new mindset, is that you're the righteousness of God in Christ. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we're willing and obedient, we shall eat the, we'll be blessed. Okay? So in order to experience a fresh anointing from God and experience new things this year in 2016, it will require a repentant heart. Everyone say a repentant heart. We should live in, in repentance every day. We sh- our hearts should not be hardened to recognizing that sin, what I said, what I thought, what I did, that sin in the eyes of God. Oh, Father, forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Will he? Yes, he will because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So it will require a repentant heart. It will require a teachable heart. Teach me, Holy Spirit, what I do not see. We're, We're talking about your heart this morning. The attitude of your heart. Are you willing and obedient? Do you have a repentant heart? Do you have a teachable heart? And number three, do you have an obedient heart? An obedient heart. Everyone say an obedient heart. I want to read to you. I've got to get, I'll figure out how to get these. This is my favorite devotion other than the one that we get through the church. But listen to what Brenda Kuhneman says. And this was the first one for January 1st. And it's entitled, New Strength and Ability Released. And when she does this, she says this with a prophetic flair. She says, in those areas that you have tried and tried to fix and get right, God says, releasing your willing heart once again to me, and I will release new strength and ability for you to succeed this day. It says, we all have times when we feel like no matter how hard we try, we keep failing at the same old things. Then we question if God is angry at us because we've messed things up yet again. However, God's ability can make up for our shortcomings, but it begins with willingness. God isn't impressed by our human ability. God looks for the willing heart who wants to obey him and rely on his ability. Let me say that again. God looks for the willing heart 
who wants to obey him and rely on his ability. It means doing whatever he asks you. It might mean you have to give up a few things, change some attitudes, or perhaps choose some new friends. When you're willing to follow him, no matter what, it releases you to walk in his divine ability. Be willing to obey and follow his word closely today. You will find yourself succeeding at things that you once failed at, and it will cause you to operate in a new ability from the Lord today. Everyone, let's pray this. I'll read it. She gives a little prayer. Say, Dear Lord, I give you my life and my heart today. I commit all that I have into your hands. I'm willing to do all that you ask of me, Lord. I believe that you're releasing a fresh impartation that causes me to succeed and not to fail. I declare that new strength and ability is released into my life Right now, in Jesus' name. That's good. See, it all, it all deals with your heart and my heart. We want things from God. We want to be blessed. But God just makes it real plain to us in the Scripture, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Wednesday morning, I was praying, and I'd quit praying and a lot of times, the mistake that I've made when I quit praying, I go right into doing something else. And that's why it's very important when you quit praying and fellowshipping that you just you get still for a while. And so I really wasn't, my mind wasn't cluttered. And I was going to the bathroom. We all do, even preachers, you know. And the scripture, and it, this, is, this is different because it just wasn't a thought. It came from here, and it came up to here. What do you mean? It came out of my heart. You're a spirit being. Spirit to spirit. That's how God communicates. And the scripture came from Isaiah, or from Psalm 51, and it was just simply this, renew a steadfast spirit within me. I'd write that down if I were you because it not only applies to the preacher, but it applies to you. See what God gives to the preacher? Yeah, he'll give them stuff, but he communicates his heart through the preacher to the people. God, create within me a clean heart, David said, and renew a steadfast spirit. So I started to go through Take that scripture apart and, and look at a few words. One, I think the Amplified says, God renew a right spirit, a persevering, steadfast spirit within me. A right spirit. A persevering. What do you mean, persevering spirit? I will not be shaken. I will keep moving and advancing under fire. But 
when I looked up, see, a lot of times I get scriptures, I look them up in different translations. When I read the Message Bible, it just, it just nailed it. This is what the Message Bible says. God, give me a fresh start. What have we been talking about for this year? Fresh anointing. God, give me a fresh start. Now, listen to this. This is great. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos in my life. And I read that, and, I, you know, sometimes you read and just go on. I thought, what? What do you mean? What? What? Shape a Genesis week from the chaos in my life. Do you ever feel like you got your life is chaotic? Well, what is a Genesis week? Go read Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. In the beginning, God said, God declared and decreed a thing, and it shall be established, and it was established. He took from chaos and formed this world, Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden, amen? And it was a chaotic existence. But when he spoke, you know, there was a fresh start, a new beginning. And so that's what I want to encourage you today. God, give me a fresh start. Father, give my family, my church, a fresh start. Shape a Genesis week from the chaos in my life. And pray that. Pray that. You know, I've prayed Scripture and Scripture and Scripture, and then there's one day, you know, I don't know how God speaks to you or when he does, but when I was just walking from my office to the bathroom is when that came up, renew a steadfast spirit within me. And that's a rhema word. And I usually, when I get a rhema word like that, means something is going to happen. Not necessarily bad, but God is doing things. So that scripture's for you. Say, that scripture is for me. Psalm 81.13 says, oh, that my people would listen to me. That Israel would walk in my ways. So what's the Father want us to do? And then what's he want us to do? Obey, walk in his ways. Now listen to this. Listening to God is not enough. There's, there's all kinds of church services going on in this city and all over this nation, and people are doing what? Listening. What's the preacher saying? What's God saying? Oh, that was good what I heard today. That was good what I heard today. No, it's... Yeah, I heard it, but now I'm going to do it. I'm going to not only be willing to listen, but I'm going to be willing to do it. I'll be honest with you, and I say this without shame. God is watching our response to what we're going to be doing on February 12th. I like it when they smile at me. Smile again. Let me. Thank you, sweetie. She just smiled at me. Oh, that would the people of Harvest Church would smile at me. <laughs> we need to be willing, but we need... It all comes down to your heart. It's your heart. 
Yes, we want that fresh anointing. We want God to expand our sphere of influence, but it requires you and I to change the way we think, and it requires you and I to check up on our heart's attitude. The Message Bible in John 14, 15 says, Jesus said, if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. You know, that's why I like Jesus. Just, was he a bottom line? He just said it. So simple. If you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. Look at Matthew 7. I'm almost done here. If you love me, show it, Harvest Church, by doing what I've told you. Part of my frustration through the years as a pastor is when I know when God tells me something that he wants me to do and he wants the church to do, I can come on with a strong voice. And sometimes that people don't like that. And granted, every time I stand behind the pulpit, there's always the opportunity to put my foot in my mouth, and I've done it. Have you ever done that? But I, I, I'm telling you right now is, is the truth. And it's, it's a strong thing, and it's, it's almost a warning. It's almost coming across from God and the Spirit of God saying, Church, wake up. Do what I've told you to do. Quit just listening to the Father. Walk in his ways. Obey me. Matthew 7, 21 says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice what? Lawlessness. Your love and my love for God will be revealed by a willing and obedient heart. I'll say it once more. Your love for God and my love for God will be revealed by not just what we listen to, but what we do. Now listen to this. Your lack of obedience is viewed by God as the sin of lawlessness. I just read it. Matthew 24, 12 says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Listen, let me ask you a no-brainer here. Is there any lawlessness going on in our nation right now? But what's the danger of that? People's love will grow cold, indifferent apathetic, don't care, just want to go through the motions every week. Yeah, I'm going to church. Yeah, I'm listening. But there's not that obedience factor. Lawlessness is this. It's a flagrant defiance of the known will of God. A flagrant, not a fragrant, a flagrant defiance of the known will of God. I'm just not going to do it. 
So what is that? It's an attitude of the heart. Sometimes God tells us to do things and our head gets in the way and we say, oh, how are we going to do this? And we're just a small church. Or we don't have a bank account full of money. How are we going to do this? And when Julie had said this about this night to shine and brought it up, did, where did you hear about it? Jasmine. She was out in California, and she's talking to Tim Tebow. And so Julie heard that, and then Julie communicated to us as we were sitting around the table, uh, a few couples, the Austins, Lewan, Shaners, Kathy and I, we were sitting around a table, and she said that, and she knows me well enough, and I, and I looked around, and I saw the response of, of, of Abe and, and, and Brad, everybody, yeah, yeah, we're going to do that, yeah, that's it. And it was such, it's, and, and here again, I'm sorry the way I am, but this is how I'm wired. When I know it's a God thing, I'm going to say it's a God thing. And we're going to do it. And, and I've got to learn not everybody gets excited like I do. Because you're not wired like me. But I got done and I told Kathy, did you see how Abe was? Well, Abe's always, you know, Abe's Abe. But Abe was, yeah, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, right, right. Brad, yeah, 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 yeah we need that. And, and it, it excited me. And so why do we keep going over and over and every week kind of doing a commercial? Because it, 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 sometimes we just got to lay a foundation. And pretty soon you're going to catch it. See, young girl in, in California caught it. <coughs> Excuse me. Communicated it to some gal in Nebraska who communicated it to a few more people who communicated to a bigger group of people. What is that? It's not just listening, it's doing. So in the days ahead when you see me get excited about something, I'll say that's just pastor mind, that's just the way he is, he gets wired. Yeah, got to put up with that. This is a God thing. I'll never forget, <coughs> this is the, and I'll stop here. We'll quit and I'll shut it down. This is the definition I remembered. And for, why would I remember this? From 20 years ago, Buddy Harrison gave the definition of lawlessness. Remembered it. You did too. Maybe I hope this is right. This is how I remembered it. It's the cruelest manifestation of the lack of love in a believer's life. It's the cruelest manifestation of the lack of love in a believer's life. The final stage of lawlessness is a stubborn refusal to repent. The final stage of that attitude of the heart, sin of the heart of lawlessness is a refusal to repent of your sin. Now, if you're here today and say, Pastor, I have no problem repenting of my sin. Well, guess what? You're not in lawlessness. Your heart's willing. Your heart's obedient. And listen, 
till Jesus comes or till you breathe your last breath, you're going to have to have that spirit of repentance. Let's stand on our feet this morning. The thing that I've noticed the last few months and it bothers me is how much of the old me is still in me. What do you mean? That old carnal nature. Yeah, when you get born again, you change on the inside. Your spirit's recreated. You become a new creature in Christ Jesus, but you still... And you know what? As I read Mike Keyes' book, it set me free because the apostle Paul was the same way. He realized how weak he was, but through the grace of God and the strength of God and the ability of God, he could rest in that and then accomplish great things for God. So if you're here today, quit beating yourself up. We're all works in progress. But let's advance under fire and move on. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word today. Thank you for a people at Harvest Church that have willing, obedient hearts. We're not perfect. The preacher's not perfect. The people aren't perfect. But, Father, we want to do what's right. So help us, Lord God, have a spirit of repentance every hour of every day. And we know, Lord God, that we can put our trust in you, Lord, if we confess our sin, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So thank you for that cleansing. Thank you, Father, for pouring out that fresh anointing, new ability, new strength to go forward this year in Jesus' name. Amen. Anyone here today need prayer for your physical body? Anyone here today want spring to come? Don't we all? Well, look at your neighbor and say, you're blessed. Go forth and be a blessing. Amen. God bless you.